Apart Women. I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and I'm so glad that you are here, that you are back. This season of equipping, of going deep in real conversations with you is going to be so fun. I'm really asking the Holy Spirit how we can dive in and really talk about things on a deeper level. There will be interviews down the road um, throughout the season sprinkled in as well, but I really want to highlight some serious topics and address things that are going on in our world right now to strengthen you in God, in his word, and who he says he is. And so buckle up, sister. Um, one of the things I'd like to encourage you to do is go to setapartwomen.co, our website, and go get a ticket. Go get a ticket to um, our conference. I was going to say retreat, but go get a ticket to our conference. It's September 8th and 9th here in Grapevine, Texas. And I'm telling you, it's going to rock your world. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be holy. It's going to be set apart. And I'm telling you, every woman who's coming to speak, um, they're friends of mine, which is so cool. And they're living this. I mean, they are passionate, fiery preachers. They are equippers. They are walking in signs, wonders, and miracles. There's going to be deliverance. There's going to be repentance. There's going to be baptisms. Um, there's going to be radical commissioning. I'm telling you, um, this is this is your tribe. If you want to live set apart, I, I can assure you, this is your tribe. I love the way that we are able to connect with women monthly on a monthly basis. Um, anyways, so I want to encourage you to go to setapartwomen.co, get your ticket. And if you are a podcast listener, you can get a ticket by using, you can get $10 off of your ticket to this conference at any time um, by using, and I'm only sharing this here because you're listening by using code podcast, just all lowercase podcast. Um, you can get $10 off of your ticket and share this with your friends, your moms. Like we want all generations coming into this. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Now, before we hop in, I want to talk to you about the harvest and what I really believe the harvest looks like and for you to be prepared um, for what God's doing right now, because I'm going to address some things going on. So I'm going to dive in because I could do announcements all day long. Follow us on Instagram, set apart women. We love you. We want to connect with you daily. Okay. So I just want to ask you this question. Are you ready? Here we go. Do you really love Jesus? Like, do you really know him? Do you really love him? Because sometimes we forget because we stop spending time with him or recognizing his presence around us and he becomes a distant memory and all the other things we guzzle in as fake oil begin to filter our life of faith. But those who are vigilant and radiantly in love will experience the fullness of his desire in our life. We're seriously in a time of spiritual war right now. This is war. This is not a time to just sit back and hang out in the cave and pray. Yes, it's definitely a time to pray, but there's, this is time to take action to your prayers. Like this is a time to get the assignments in prayer and go and live them boldly. Why? Let's just, let's just call it for what it is. There are men genuinely believing that they're women. There are adults meant to protect small children, trying to perversely allow children to be the gender they choose as a little kid when they aren't even allowed to drink alcohol, purchase cigarettes or buy lottery tickets or go to an R-rated movie by themselves yet. They can't even pick their nap time, but they can change their body parts forever, even before they're fully formed, where people are trying to pass bills all over the nation, where the child is removed from parents whose parents don't allow them to change their gender at an early age. There are pastors preaching the gospel, saying that Jesus helped Lazarus come out as a gay man, as they read the portion of Jesus calling Lazarus out of the grave, because somehow they genuinely have made the world fit their deceived lifestyle, rather than allowing it to mean what it truly meant. Our Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and was calling him out of the tomb. 
There are broken men and women coming into a church seeking freedom, all to discover a building without the presence of God, and people have no idea how to help disciple, love them, and call them into their true nature as sons and daughters of God. Then they go onto the streets and into organizations that accept a lawless and perverted theology that leads to depression, deception, and anguish and begins to turn them against Christ and into the kingdom of hell. We're losing people daily. There's this girl, I'm, I traveled to San Antonio this past week, and there's this girl standing behind me in line, and I can hear her talking to her two friends, and we're in this outdoor shopping mall in San Diego, and she goes, I need to change my cross tattoo. And I'm like, is she saying what I think she's saying? She's like, I need to get it covered up. And her friend's like, just turn it into a, a lowercase t. She's like, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, I was with my friends the other day, and they're like, what is church? Like, Who's church? What's that? And she's like, don't worry about it. You'll never step foot in, in church. And you could tell she was just broken. She's just hurting. And I'm sitting there in line going, Holy Spirit, what do I say? And here I am wearing a jacket on the back that says walking house of prayer, which could be why she was manifesting like she was. However, in this moment, I'm asking Holy Spirit, what do I do? And he's like, just pray. He didn't say lay hands on her and pray. He didn't say turn around and talk to her. But here's the difference. Oftentimes he does ask me to speak up. So I want, I want to, I want to level the playing field here for a second. That girl has seriously stepped foot into a church. She loved Jesus enough to go get a cross permanently put on her hand and didn't find him. Somebody did not show her who he really was, or she wouldn't have been having that conversation. And then I want to say, you know, uh, several, several weeks ago, my friend Brandy Belt and I were, we both arrived in Nashville together and we're going to get in an Uber. And the Uber driver gets out and he has tattoos all over his, all over his face. And I think out loud, I was like, yes. And um, because he looked like he was either in a gang or a Satanist. I'm just going to be honest with you. And I know those are extreme, but that's what he looked like. We get in the car and we're like, hey, what's your name? He's like, I'm Xavier. And his car smells like weed and it is not clean. And he's like stuffing our luggage in the back. And we're like, what's up, Xavier? Well, what are you passionate about? Right out the gate, this is what Xavier says he's passionate about. Xavier says, well, I used to be a Satanist and I used to worship the devil, but I realized how dark it was. It was just so dark and people's souls were getting so lost. And I was like, oh man, I can't do this anymore. He's like, so then I got into witchcraft, but not the bad kind, the good kind. So he's like, I'm into white witchcraft where, where it's like good and all that. And it was like, so he's like telling us straight out the gate, this is what is so important in his life right now, that this is what he's choosing to say to us. And Brandy and I are like, oh yeah, you have 15 minutes in the car with us. And so we begin to ask him questions. Well, why, like, what is it that you do with witchcraft? Like, why, why is it the good kind? What do you mean? He's like, I'm just so tired of people's souls not being saved. Like it's so dark and I want people's souls set free. My soul is so dark and it set me free. He said, see this cross on um, my forehead, it used to be upside down. And then I got it changed to where it's right side up. And I'm like, oh, this is prophetic. But he said, not only was he practicing white witchcraft, ladies and gentlemen, he was also here and there going to Pentecostal church. And we're like, yeah, we know them. And they were letting him lay hands on people and they were getting delivered while he was meddling in white witchcraft. So there wasn't really discernment in the church. Okay. I just want you to know that. Hear me out. But Xavier is awesome. He's kind. He's loving. He cares so much about people's souls. And so we're like, well, can we tell you why, like, why you are so passionate about that? We're here because we were, Brandy and I were traveling to go preach the gospel. We're here to set souls free. We literally travel the world. Um, well, I travel the nation, but we, Brandy's traveled the world to preach the gospel and to set souls free. And I said, but we do it through Jesus. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I love Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, but so we recognize 
Okay, be tender and gentle. Be prepared to share the gospel in and out of season gently with those who do not yet know. So I'm like, okay, Xavier, you're on a journey to discover truth, right? Yes, well, I just wanna encourage you, like God created you to set people free. And I said, white witchcraft is disguised by Satan. It is not blessed. There are curses that come upon people who practice witchcraft, but anything that comes from Jesus and only Jesus when he's your Lord fully is blessed. And so we have this conversation by the end, we get out of the car. You can tell the hotel bellhops are like, oh my gosh, let us get these women out of the car literally because of the way Xavier looks. And he's like crying. And I'm like, can we pray for you? And so we pray for the Holy spirit to fill him. He's crying. And I like, look at him and I'm like, Xavier, the next three months, don't touch witchcraft, get rid of all of it from your home. Seek Jesus, pray everything in the name of Jesus, read the Bible, discover who he is because you're called to preach the gospel. And I believe you're going to bring in the harvest and set souls free. Um, and that we're going to be preaching with you one day. And he's like, I believe it. You'll see me. You'll see me next to you. And I was like, come on, Xavier, let's go. So this is my question to you, or this is what I want to share with you. Okay. When the ruler of the world comes to kill, he comes to steal and destroy. It's an opportunity to see where we really are and stand on what we really believe in. So when Xavier becomes your Uber driver and he looks like he does, are you silent? Are you filled with accusation? Are you part of God's solution? Or are you going to stay here in a cave while wisdom is crying out in the streets for women to wake up, hear wisdom and build with her on earth as it is in heaven? Because we have the answer. We're the solutionaries. I love my husband so much. So many of you know this. I love my husband. I I just like, I'm, I was crying the other day talking to him because I'm like, I love you. I'm so honored to be your wife. Like it's such a joy to be married to you. Literally, I'm like crying. We had such an amazing conversation the other day. And I'm just like, I could go on and on. I could tell you how much I love my dog, Remy. I love Remy so much. He's awesome. But the problem is I could tell the whole world about this, right? Like we can talk more about our network marketing products, our business, our favorite coffee shop, the boy we like more than we do Jesus, the one who sets the world free. All right, am I right? Do you hear me? Right? So like when I'm in that makeup store in San Diego and this girl's talking like she is, she's angry. Like I knew this was not a time to interrupt. And I asked the Holy Spirit, I'm like, I have a lot of courage. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing to lose to turn around and say something. But I just felt like he said, I want you to change the atmosphere and pray right now. I want you to hold the atmosphere and pray. And so that's what I did. And I prayed for that girl like cray cray, right? And I don't know what seed was planted. I don't know what's going on, but I've been praying for that girl ever since. No joke. And I'm believing that that's my solution here, right? Where in my flesh, I would have normally wanted to speak up and be like, girl, what church did you go to? What did they do to you? I've never, that is sad. I'm so sorry. You know, like, you hear me? Like, what are you going to do? Because how many people would get in the car with Xavier and be like, oh, bless his heart. Oh, bless his heart. And you'd be quiet because you're like, oh, but I'm telling you never in my world, never in my life have I ever been set free from a bless your heart. Are you following me? I'm from Texas. We say bless your heart a lot. And it's not usually actually blessing somebody's heart. Do you hear what I mean? Like, this is, this is a lifestyle of, of bringing the harvest in. This isn't just like a formal, let me go out and minister the gospel on the streets for one hour. This is like the other day I'm getting my hair done and the girl shampooing my hair. I'm like, God, what do you want to say to her? And he's like, Hey, she's been praying for her son who's out there. And she's, you know, like, she's really agreeing. And so I'm like, Hey, do you know Jesus? She's like, I love Jesus. And I'm like, that's awesome. Cause I was sitting here 
asking the the Holy Spirit how I can encourage you or what he wants to say. And he told me you have a son that you've been praying for. Is that true? She's like, yes, I was just on the phone with him telling him to get. And I was like, yeah, I just want you to know, like God hears your prayers and, and the Lord is going to touch your son and he's using your prayers to touch your son. Don't, don't, don't stop praying for him. And then I prayed with her. There was a woman, a, a woman, there was a woman limping painfully into a restaurant the other day where I was going to pick up my spring rolls. I love crunchy chicken spring rolls. And um, she was in so much pain. I was like, ma'am, can I help you? She's like, no. I was like, no, really, can I help you? And she's like, okay, thank you so much. And she's like, oh, oh, like that kind of pain. And I was like, oh my goodness, like what happened? She's like, both of my hips need to be replaced next week. Or, and, or I'm getting both of my hips replaced next month and I'm just in so much pain. I can hardly stand it, but I just know I need to not sit in my house. So I go pick up my food and I just like, I feel like I cannot leave without praying for her. So I walk up to her table and I say, do you know Jesus? And she's like, I love Jesus. Okay. Hello. And I'm like, can I pray for you? I just, I have seen God do so many things. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen the mute speak. I'm just, I just would love to pray for you. I was like, whether you need a miracle for surgery, I know God can use medicine, whatever it is, I would love to pray for you. She's like, oh, this is, she goes, yes, you can pray for me. The Lord supernaturally provided for my surgeries. And I was like, great, I'm going to pray for you to not be in pain leading up to your surgery then. Like, I'm going to pray for healing. Is that cool? And she's like, yes, of course. So I pray for her, right? And I leave. I don't know if I'll ever see her again. I have women at my house twice a month here, a small set apart women group. We pray for healing. Women are getting delivered. Women are getting set free. We are here for one another. Um, I pray for Xavier driving me to the hotel. I, I talked to two of my other Uber drivers the other day. I had an eye patch on, so I had to Uber to my hair appointment, LOL. And both of them, both ways, we had really deep conversations about Jesus. They Somehow they both loved Jesus already, but it was encouraging. It was powerful. Why would you're stuck in the car? You have to drive me. Why would I not talk to you about him? Right. And, so, and they were incredible conversations. This is a daily longevity thing. Jesus is my Lord. He's my source. Therefore, I have no problem telling people about him. And the harvest that's coming in looks like the girl with the, the harvest looks like white witches with and Satanists with upside down crosses, who's going to have to turn their cross upright on their face. Are you hearing me? It doesn't look like the perfect, cute little person walking into church on Sunday, but I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of those perfect, cute little people walking in on church Sunday are so broken and hurt. They need to be part of the harvest coming in because they're not really following Lord. And honestly, that could be you. That's been me before. The, the enemy is so sneaky in this hour that he is even going to find his way into the church through the spirit of religion. He's going to find his way to be so judgmental through you, so critical through you, so um, putting Jesus, that can't be Jesus, That's and just judging and not recognizing Jesus for who he is and for, for what he's really doing on that. These people will not have eyes to see, ears to hear, a mind to understand what God is doing because the wisdom they have is, is bought by their human hands, and it's not through dying to themselves and being able to see that the foolish thing is what confounds the wise. Are you following me here? The harvest is so ripe right now. And I love this because Marcella Barcelona was on our um, mentorship call the other day. And she was talking about how, you know, her and her husband, Brian, they minister to Gen Z and they are so, when they come in, there, no compromise all in. And this is the remnant. Like I am a no compromise woman. I want the real thing. If I can smell, if I can smell. Satan, if I can smell evil, if I can smell compromise, I'm going to call it out. I don't want people to be lost or deceived, and I don't want to either. So I'm sitting here with you right now on this podcast. I don't know where you are. 
but I'm sitting down here and I know that you are an incredible woman who has the ability to release something on earth as God's divine solution, because we are in a war right now. It will require immense faith. This is going to require immense faith and pushing past the persecution to continue to build with God his way without compromise. You need to go buy my book, Holy Revolution, because it talks about this so deeply, but I really want to encourage you to go buy it. I'm, I'm really, I could really grow in marketing. Okay. Like I could do better about telling you about my book, but I'm just want to ask you a question. What are you afraid of? If you're listening, is there something you're afraid of? And I hope you hear the Holy Spirit on this. Holy Spirit, I'm asking for you to come. I'm asking you to prepare our hearts. I'm asking you to chip away the hardness. I'm asking you if there's any bit of compromise within us, if there's anything holding us back, if there's any remote inkling of fear within us that we have invited in, in any capacity, I'm asking for you to reveal that so that we can move forward in complete faith. In James 1, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should. Okay, so we keep going. It keeps going. It says you must believe and not doubt. The testing of your faith produces perseverance. There is a testing right now of our faith. We are watching all of this that I listed at the beginning and so much more coming in with this trans movement, all these things where men and women are born men and women. And instead of embracing fully the fact that they were born a man and a woman and what that beauty looks like, they're trying to change their own identity and say, oh, this is who I really am. It's so hypocritical. It's so, it's so masked in deception. They can't even hear themselves saying you're not embracing who you were made to be. You're fully changing what you were naturally born to be because that wasn't enough for you. Because somebody creeped their way in, Satan, to tell you something else. Are you following me? This is crazy. But where are we? Our faith is being tested. Are we staying in the Are we even praying in the cave? Are we watching and going, oh, bless their heart? Or are you praying and asking God how you can be part of the solution? Matthew 5, 10 through 12 said, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, that falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Persecution is going to come for all who follow Christ. John 15, 18 through 19, people are going to come at you for following Christ. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would know the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. This is really light reading. Matthew 10, 22, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. You are gonna be hated by this world. Look at what they are agreeing with. Our White House got together the other day and they had this luncheon with Dr. Jill Biden talking about how sad and devastating it is what has happened to the lives of these women since Roe v. Wade was overturned. And look, they're trying to pull on the heartstrings of America. And I'm telling you, you cannot give in. When you stand your ground, you will get pushback, but you will get pushback from people who do not have wisdom from heaven. And that's how you're going to know when you start getting persecuted and you start getting pushback, you're going to know you're in the right lane. But are you willing to take on persecution? Truly are you? I'm asking you because so many times in America, we avoid this. In, in Uganda, they just had a slaughterhouse, th these horrible, Allah seeking troops came in vigilantes whatever you want to call them and slaughtered 42 people might have been 41 people 41 people and 36 of them were children 
Christian, this is a Christian school. They came in and slaughtered all of them. They burnt boys. They locked the doors and set a building on fire for these boys because they're Christians. In America, we're afraid to speak up to our Uber driver because it's uncomfortable, yet your life is not being threatened. But you know what? Their life could be going to a burning place for all of eternity. I believe that this, my husband and I were talking about this. We, we really believe that this, this group of Christians is going to get their martyrs reward in heaven. But I'm asking you, like, at this rate, our silence will produce martyrs that are totally unnecessary in America. I know that's one of the highest honors in heaven is to be a martyr, but are you following me? Are you even willing to, to lose fear of man, to speak up and allow yourself to, to feel the tension? Because when something comes at you, when you get persecuted, you, you begin to see what comes out of you. Oh my gosh, I lack faith. Oh my gosh, do I really believe in Jesus? Oh my gosh, is he really my Lord? Is this faith really worth all of this persecution? James 4, 4, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself the, an enemy of God. I'm going to rewind. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. I have been in places where I wanted to be in friendship with the world, world peace, which I was an enemy of God because of it. I wanted world peace. I wanted people to like me. I wanted to be in friendship with them. And I could be covertly Christian. I couldn't, I didn't need to be overtly Christian. I could be a, like very covertly a Christian. Guys, I was an enemy of God. That's crazy. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and the world. This is like, this is like lukewarm. This is not even being hot or cold. You can't, this is lukewarm when you have the tension of two hot and cold create lukewarm. Okay. And he says that he'll spit us out of his mouth. Right. But there is hope for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life in him. And I'm asking you, are you willing? Are you willing for the sake? You know, you're going to heaven, but are you willing for the sake of those who are not yet following him to speak the name of Jesus at your hair appointment, at your nail appointment, um, to your Uber driver, to your, your coworkers at work, like tell them testify, oh man, this weekend, you know, like I was having I was having so much pain in my back. I've had it for years and I was at church and we prayed and people laid hands on me and my back pain is completely gone. Like, why would you not tell people? Why would you not testify and prophesy into the world who Jesus really is? And my question is, do you need to fall more in love with him? Because throughout this whole experience, I've learned that the more informed I am, the more courageous I am and who God is and who I am and what his word says. When death comes, Upon somebody around me, what does his word say? When lust knocks on the door, what does his word say? When negativity comes, what does his word say? The more informed I am in God's word, the more courageous I am. I remember even with the with voting, I used to be a one-issue voter. And many of you might just be, oh, I'm pro-life. And that's the way it is. But when I read both platforms, I became way more than a one-issue voter. I I knowing the word of God as much as I do, which my goodness, the more I read it, the more I'm like, I have a lot more to learn. <laughs> um, I recognize, wow, one of these platforms is a whole lot more biblically sound than the other. And I wasn't just a pro-life voter anymore. I began to understand with confidence, like, yeah, I don't mind telling you who I'm voting for. They're not my Lord, but like, this is a candidate I'm voting for because I believe that more fruit will be we will have more fruit in America under this leadership than this one for sure. I don't want to be cursed with death. 
So I became more informed and I was willing to take the heat for encouraging Christians to vote for a certain platform because I was informed enough to recognize it was way more biblically sound than another. But I will also tell you, Jesus is after both, both parties. Jesus isn't a Republican. He isn't a Democrat. He isn't a libertarian. He is a citizen of heaven. He is the king who sits on the throne in heaven. He's sitting at the right hand of God right now in heaven, and he always will be. And my heart is turned to him. Therefore, my heart is also there for the people who don't vote like I do with patience and kindness and humility, knowing that if they see Jesus in me, it might give opportunity for them to spend eternity in heaven with me because I know where I'm going. And so I want to ask you another question. When opportunity presents itself, it is too late to prepare. Good or bad, I say this all the time. You cannot live off of the oil of this podcast. You cannot live off of Jamie Lynn's oil. This is oil that I've paid the cost for when you were not looking. This is from his word. This is in prayer. This is in worship and in thanksgiving. When I wanted to complain, when I was in excruciating pain, like it's when I chose thanksgiving when you weren't looking in my home instead of spiraling down a dark, deep, painful, whatever. So I'm just asking you, are you prepared for the good and bad that's coming? No one can make you obey God. You can always go along with someone on the journey, but true obedience is deeper than that. The 10 virgins, for example, you can go along with your friend who stored up oil all day long, but when opportunity presents itself, are you ready or were you living off their oil? What are you going to do? Because what if that person disappears from your life and you're faced with trouble and you have to stand with what's in your lamp? Their lamp is no longer there for you. And so I know this is so intense, but I'm, t- I'm asking, are you even willing to be persecuted right now? Are you even willing? I remember, oh my goodness, I remember going to an event and um, being so persecuted, like so, so falsely accused and persecuted. I called the person, they didn't want to have anything to do with it. They wrote a post on Facebook and it really, guys, it crushed me. I was in the prayer room, um, rolled up in a ball dry heaving and sobbing. And I wrote down every single person's name who commented negatively about me or liked the post. It was so mean. And I, and I went into the prayer and I said, God, is this true? Is any part of this post true? And would you please show me where they're coming from? And he showed me where they were coming from and name by name, I went through and I blessed because he says, bless those who persecute you. He doesn't say, go curse them, go send fire upon them. Sons of thunder. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Send lightning to kill them and strike them down. No, He says, bless those who persecute you, pray for your enemies. And so I did that and it took me a while and I kept doing it until I knew undoubtedly when I saw that person, I could love them and hug them. And I don't know if they'll ever apologize. I'm not waiting for an apology. Their apology to me is not what liberates me. Jesus and his forgiveness, me forgiving them and and releasing them is what liberates me. Living a life of God's word before him after that persecution. So then fast forward. This was just somebody who knew me, by the way, that does not even have a large reach, but there were like 60 something people that I knew that commented on this. And it was just, it was really vile and they were all hurt following media. The media was, is definitely their Lord. Um, but I just want to say because of that, there was an international article written about somebody else. And I had three paragraphs in it that were written about me and it was all like totally misquoting me. It was laughable. And I was like, God, thank you so much. Instead of me crying and going into the prayer room in a fetal position, that persecution strengthened me in God's word to live his word and to take more heat, more persecution, because those moments produce purity in you. Are you going to let persecution come and perfect your faith? 
and produce perseverance. Like all the trials we face can produce perseverance in you to, to win this race because those who finish will receive the crown of life upon their head. And I want you to finish strong. I want you to be willing to be persecuted. I really do. My dog is um, making noise in the background. But anyways, I hope this is encouraging to you in the fact that persecution is going to come. It's it's like Jesus says, hey, all who follow me and love me will be persecuted and hated because of me, because you do not look like the world. And there's a way to do it if you just get in scripture. So the, the solution to this is get in the prayer room and say, Holy Spirit, if there's anything in me, if there's fear of man, if there's anything that's keeping me from living the full gospel, from sharing the gospel with this person in line, from sharing the gospel with this person, for praying for healing for this, because you said that when I lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Whatever it is, if anything is holding you back, turn to him, repent, give it to him and say, help me God and fill your lamp, your body with his word to live the word so that when opportunity presents itself, the word of God is what comes out of you in trouble and in victory. Okay. I want to celebrate this with you. Are you willing to be released from fear of man? Are you willing to be persecuted for what's coming? So I just want to pray for you because as set apart women, our call, part of our call, not our call, our main call is to minister to the heart of Jesus. And I'm telling you, when you look at him, you become more like him. And he was willing to literally unto death stand his ground with the father. It just makes no sense. Here we'd be like, Jesus, you need to sue them for falsely accusing you and slandering your name and defaming you. We see it all the time all over TV. Hollywood does it left and right. I'm going to sue this person for defaming me. Then Jesus says, no, turn the other cheek. They, they had one, turn the other. You walk in humility. Jesus literally could have fought and said, no, he could have fought back the way that we think in our own terms. Like, I'm going to sue you. I'm not going to the, you're not, I'm not going to be put to death because you're falsely accusing me because you're walking in jealousy. And no. He's like, just wait and see what happens three days after you put me up on that cross. Because he did it for them too. Having hope, knowing that maybe they would be set free as well and spend eternity with him. So I'm just asking you one, solution one, are you in love with him? Can you just fall in love with him? Can you spend time with the man? Can you read through the gospels and fall in love with the character and nature of Christ? Because I am in love with my husband. And if I can talk about Lance more than Jesus, we've got some issues there. Now, Lance is to represent Jesus in my life, and he does very beautifully. Are you following me here? So go fall in love with Jesus. Read the word. Let it fill your oil, let it fill you with oil in your lamp. And when the enemy comes at you, you you just turn around with thanksgiving and you focus on God and let him, let him deliver you from fear of man let him deliver you from any type of fear let him deliver you from the bless your heart that does just doesn't work okay i've never been set free from a bless your heart in my life but i have been set free from people who took time to listen to me pray for me and love me and remind me of god's word and so holy spirit i thank you so much for every woman listening i thank you for their life i thank you for the love lord i just believe that you're raising them up them up right now you're raising each of us up right now to speak your word to declare it god to take the persecution to take the heat to not look anything like this world god but to release the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven you our father are coming and you are releasing heaven on earth through us and i'm asking you to help us prepare the way for the return of you jesus help us holy one we need your help i'm asking anybody listening if they need deliverance from fear of any kind fear of man fear of not having enough fear of lack whatever it is if there's any idol in their way from keeping them from from being bold and courageous to bring in the harvest and i'm asking you to please 
Please, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to set them free, to, to help deliver them right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you said that you gave us all authority to go into the world and prepare the way and preach the good news. And so I'm asking for a revelation of all authority to lay hands on the sick, to watch them recover, to baptize men and women and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to teach them to obey your word, knowing that you are with us until the end of the age. And so even the reality of you being with us right now, that we would have that revelation now in the name of Jesus, in the cars we're driving, uh, as our kids are screaming in the back of the car, whatever it is right now, I'm just asking you, Holy One, to help us see, taste and see that you are good. I love you, God. I'm just asking you for an anointing of your love to come upon us, to fall madly in love with you, Jesus, that we would hear your voice, that we would see you, that we would be transformed into holiness, set apart women, to boldly go and do what you've called us to do. And Lord, give us courage in the prayer room as we cry through the persecution. Give us community that helps encourage us. Lord, uh, release us from the spirit of gossip when persecution comes. Show us how to get in the prayer room and give it all to you and be strengthened by you. You're looking for those whose hearts are turned to you. And I just declare that our hearts are turned to you and you're strengthening us in the prayer room. In Jesus name. Amen. I love you. I hope you're encouraged by this. I know that it's so intense, but are you willing to be persecuted for his name's sake? Do you look like the world or do you look like the kingdom of heaven? And we are here to run with you. I'm telling you, you need to get in the room with us September 8th and 9th. We're not messing around. We're not messing around anymore. Like God is raising up a remnant. And I'm telling you, I really believe America can be saved. I believe America will be saved because we are going to link arms and run together and live this Jesus never sent people out alone. He sent them out in twos. And so if you don't have that yet, come and meet your tribe so we can encourage you and run with you and that you can encourage us and run with us. I love you so much. Subscribe, like, go leave a written review of this podcast. Please, oh, please. It helps so much. Either rate it on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. I know a majority of you are listening on podcasts. I love to see what you guys are doing. I love to see our massive following. I would say 90 9% of our following is one is definitely um, podcast listeners. And then we also have a YouTube channel, Jamie Lynn Wall now, but I love y'all. And I look forward to catching you next Wednesday. Share this with your friends and I will see you soon.